Welcome back to my mind to my mind. First of all, I want to uh, make a correction. Last uh, episode, episode two, I uh, I brought up what I think is my deeper problem, my root problem, and that was called, let's see, childhood emotional neglect. And I think I had said something like it's a mental illness or it's a disorder. And the more I research, the more I'm learning that it's not. It's not actually. It's not actually one of those codes that you can uh, have insurance cover therapy or doctors or whatever. So it's technically not a mental illness or a disorder. And I'm going to keep researching it to figure out what it, what it really is how to treat it. I did some research on uh, Dr. Jonas's website and uh, uh, she has a database of therapists that have gone through I guess a mini course or certificate to be able to treat childhood emotional neglect but uh, I couldn't find any therapists or doctors in my state. I checked Nevada I think there was one in Las Vegas one doctor in Las Vegas and I checked California briefly which had quite a few actually so uh, I was born and raised in California and you know after crisis after crisis I've I've moved back onto my mom's couch quite a few times so health insurance is like one of the major issues um, to consider when I'm coming out of crisis, making a transition, trying to, you know, land on the ground again. So it's good to know that there's a lot of help in California for CEN, childhood emotional neglect. I got to get used to saying that because I don't think everybody is going to understand CEN. But uh, the the next thing I want to apologize for is if this is coming off negative um you know i'm i'm just beginning in my podcasts and this is my journal and and to be honest i've been a pessimist for decades and today i'm i'm in fear i'm i'm just completely in fear because i'm trapped with this medical system i'm i'm trapped between a rock and a hard place the rock that I'm I'm trying to deal with is this childhood emotional neglect where the main problem is trying to share emotion, something I cannot do, something that always backfires, something that I'm afraid to do, something that I'm doing on podcasts, which is actually liberating because I feel like sharing into the public domain is just much healthier than... than journaling or writing in my computer for the last 10 20 years just so many unfinished books unfinished screenplay unfinished poems unfinished songs when i look at that journaling it's just depressing it's like it's negative it's 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 just a reminder of how messed up i am so somehow this podcasting has taken it to another level it's opened up the journal and after I'm able to share something, I feel like it actually gets it out of me, gets it off my chest, gets the gorilla off my back, at least temporarily. 
here I am coming back for episode 3, only less than a half day from episode 2, but I don't know. We don't know the long-term effects of public journaling. But from my first couple, compared to private journaling, I feel like for somebody that has an somebody that has an issue with sharing or wanting to become more assertive or wanting to learn how to manage emotions when people don't respond in the way that you want them to or hope they would I think public journaling on a podcast is is a possible solution because once you upload it and put it out there it's like you can't lie anymore you you really can't lie you can't lie about your problem you can't lie to yourself and say things like oh private therapy confidentiality is working or private journaling that nobody gets to read my diary whatever is working maybe they aren't working as effective as some other techniques like you know meditation or self-awareness or talking to yourself in your head while going through emotional volcanic moments for me i think um, i may have found my voice it's taken decades of trying so many different things trying this career that career this business idea that business idea trying a book trying a poem trying you know writing a song trying this trying that i've tried so many things over the years and i've never had i've never had an emotional reaction like this when i go back and listen to my podcasts it's like when i listen to my own voice and get inside my head from my mind to my mind I feel a sense of calm, a sense of relief, a sense of liberation. I feel a connection to myself, a deeper connection. I, I feel like I'm learning. I feel like I'm evolving. I feel like I'm getting to know who I am because I can't lie because someone else might hear this. and. And why would I say something that I don't believe? And if I don't know it, I'm going to apologize or recorrect or make a correction like I did with saying that CEN is a disorder when it's not. I'm going to try my best to do my best to evolve. With that said, um, let's go into it. Dear Journal, I'm, I'm really fearful today because... Traditional medicine has basically diagnosed me with a 20-year mental illness and coming in with this alternative medical therapy type belief that uh, I can cure my mind with my own mind um, is going to be a hard sell. I, I I have to share my deep down beliefs. I have to share my deep down feelings with my therapist. And to be honest, she's not a very good therapist. I've had, you know, I've talked to at least 10 doctors throughout the last 20 years. And the best ones are the ones that can listen really good and 
and kind of respond empathetically with with you know when I'm shedding tears they don't ignore me they they're focused they're they're empathetic they're listening they're nodding it's very simple for from my perspective I'm a talker what I'm looking for in a therapist is a really empathetic listener someone that just says yes yes uh-huh 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 oh oh and then ask questions like well why do you feel that why did you feel that it's so simple from my perspective but then again all my doctors they've never had bipolar one they've never had a psychotic episode they've never taken these crazy heavy medications they've never had to run a business while doing all that they don't really know what I'm going through they've studied it maybe but to be honest I'm really fearful of today going bad you know, today, in other words, I'm fearful of her not believing me, her not knowing anything about childhood emotional neglect, her not really thinking that, oh, John found the root cause of his anger, her thinking that, oh, he's going into another episode, oh, is he taking his medication, how many hours a night is he sleeping? I'm fearful for all these things that traditional medicine have put in her head that she's going to be more concerned with over the root problem that I'm very excited I found. I'm so blessed and thankful and grateful that I found my root problem. So I guess I already have gone to the worst case scenario in my head. I've already, this came up last week when I keep coming out of her therapy sessions, not feeling good, feeling more fucked up, feeling more sick, feeling like I have more problems than I can fix. So... I went through with this with my wife already before I found childhood emotional neglect. I, I was considering asking the uh, school, you know, I need a different therapist, da, da, da. Last night I went online, I started researching hypnotherapists and I was looking for a hypnotherapist in Oregon and there was, I think, nine at the Psychology Today database, the one that the Hawthorne Clinic and Dr. Dixon told me to look through. And there was only two in Portland. One was a PhD and one was a therapist. The PhD charges something like 160 to 200 a session. And I think the therapist was 80 to 150. And price matters to me. I came out of poverty. I hustled my ass out of poverty. Through mental illness. Every dollar counts for me. You know, I'm not loaded. I didn't. I didn't get born with a silver spoon or health insurance. I didn't have health insurance for decades. I really didn't have health insurance long term as an adult. I've never really had it. I've only had it for three years. And thank God, you know, the laws got changed and I got health insurance and started admitting that maybe I do have a problem. Maybe this mental illness is something we need to work on. That's what health insurance opened the door to is the possibility of healing. So now I'm to the place where I finally found the problem. I'm stuck in this uh, this cheap, you know, university-based, student-run health care situation. And I'm afraid of either I'm not going to be heard and she's just going to think I'm in a manic episode. Or, worst case scenario is that I realize that this university situation isn't going to work for me and I'm going to essentially have to fire my therapist or let her go 
So either situation is just terrible. It's like as soon as I'm trying to fix this childhood emotional neglect and fix this problem of not being able to share my emotions, I'm confronted with you have to share your emotions and there's going to be a massive reaction. It's probably going to be negative. Okay, let's look at the positive. What could happen positively? Well, I guess she could believe me. And maybe we could come to an agreement to explore childhood emotional neglect together and figure out what can be done, figure out how I can learn to share my emotions on a daily basis, on an hourly basis, on a minute-by-minute basis without going into severe depression or anger. I mean, it's very simple for me. I'm a logical thinker. You find the problem, you work on it. Now, the doctors, on the other hand, that are working with her in the background, the ones that are prescribing the meds, checking my blood work, that's a whole nother issue because I manage my own dosages and I basically have to lie to my doctors. I've always had to lie to my doctors about how much medication I'm taking, how much sleep I'm getting, and how often. They just don't understand that bipolar life is up and down. You can't just take the same dosage every day. You can't get eight hours of sleep every day. It just doesn't work like that. They have no idea what it's like, what the difference is between happy, manic, hypomanic, you know, manic episode and psychosis and, and, and the worst case scenarios. Those are all different levels of mania, of mental illness. And I really don't see that getting healed without understanding CEN, childhood emotional neglect. I mean, it's a subtle problem. It's, it's not abuse. It's not that I was abused as a kid. It was the basic message is, I love you, I don't love you. I love you, I'm ignoring you. It's, it's almost more straightforward to, to treat abuse because you know exactly. I don't, the message there was as a kid, I don't love you, I don't love you, I don't love you. There's no mixed messages with abuse and, and severe traumas. And, um, I think the closest thing there to, to, to childhood emotional neglect so far in my research is this thing called attachment theory, which I believe has to do with the child attaching to an adult in terms of unconditional love going both ways. And I think this is a major, major goal of adoption from what I understand because one of our friends said that they adopted a young girl where the the uh, the white Caucasian father immediately found attachment but the the Asian immigrant mother admitted there is no attachment so I don't know what that means in her terms I don't know if that means she doesn't feel love for the child or the child doesn't trust her or they don't trust each other or they can't share emotions with each other I don't know all the technicalities behind these diseases and that's what this journal is all about if 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 you're feeling that maybe you got the main message in your childhood let's say before six or seven years old that you felt like I love you, I don't love you, or I love you, I'm ignoring you, mixed messages, subtle things, not 
you didn't have food, clothes, you couldn't, you know, buy a backpack to get to school. Not stuff like that. I'm talking about being provided with in terms of all the physical needs like food and shelter and whatnot, but not getting the emotional needs filled before the brain was done developing. So that's what this journal's about. That's where I'm coming from. From in terms of fear today I uh, I might record another episode after therapy in a few hours this session is basically a massive turning point in my life it's an inflection point it's 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 a pivot point it it could determine everything in my life. I mean, if I can cure childhood emotional neglect and 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 get to a place where I'm comfortable sharing my true feelings with the world at all times, I can achieve my new dreams and passions. You know, I can forget about self-medication and destructive behavior and anger and hurting others and you know failure after failure i can i can turn the page open a new book open a new chapter open a new era in my life where i'm coming from love and and it's it is a battle with ego but dr jonas is saying that you have to learn to be more assertive so it's a very fine line between being selfish assertive egotistical and sharing everything so i guess creator is one possible scenario and uh my hero van gogh the reason he's my hero number one he is a creator but number two he failed and i've failed i failed over and over he failed he only sold one painting he was only able to share his genius his emotion his feelings his vision his passion his love with only one customer or one paying buyer or one paying fan can you imagine that in this age of creation where we're just freaking out about not receiving the right like or share or hashtag or whatever it is can you imagine going through a lifetime of mental illness and bipolar at the without medication without health insurance in poverty and only able to share one creation only one youtube video got views or one podcast got listened to could you imagine that how many paintings did he produce how many creations did he give us hundreds multi-million dollars you know worth of a worth of a portfolio and and he's my hero because i can learn from him i can evolve I'm so lucky to be in the age of technology, so lucky to be just sitting in my car with an iPhone, able to make a podcast that a billion people could access if they want to. This is just insane. The possibilities are just endless. It's unbelievable the age we live on, live in. 
On one hand, we're addicted to dopamine for every like and share. But on the other hand, if you get beyond the need, if you get beyond those emotional issues that are actually have nothing to do with social media and are probably issues in your childhood before six or seven, if you get a strong emotional base, what they call emotional intelligence, quotient, I don't know what they're calling it. I do believe that the world is your oyster, the the endless endless infinite the divine once you tap into that and you escape the matrix of programming you can create anything you want and you create that out of love you don't create it out of needing a like or a dopamine hit or a a topic of conversation at the local meetup you do it out of love because you're 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 in love with yourself finally you're you're in love with life you're you're happy to be alive. You're you're in gratitude because maybe your creation can help someone. Maybe there's someone out there going through very similar situations. So if you are in a in a place where you're addicted to social media, you're addicted to likes, you're addicted to checking email, you're addicted to checking text, you're addicted to YouTube videos, you're addicted to inspiration porn, you're addicted to this, you're addicted to that, take a step back and go deep. Your mind to your mind and ask yourself when you're having those emotional reactions, what's really going on? What's behind the jealousy? What's behind the dopamine? What's behind the like? What's behind that moment of inspiration? What is that healing? What is the problem that's deeper? What what is that dopamine covering up? Is it loneliness? Is it childhood emotional neglect? Is it abuse? Is it is it self-esteem issues? Then go deeper. Try to find the root cause. Go way back. And I'm going to try hypnosis, I think, if this doesn't work out. So, you know, just try and try again. Try another doctor. Try another therapist. Try another belief. Try and try again. That is the beauty of the internet. You can go on there. You can find doctors. And you can just try and try again. And when you make a connection with the doctor you believe, go deeper and deeper and deeper. That's all I have to say. I mean, all I can say is that You can't solve the problem if you don't know what the problem is. Covering it up with self-medication is not the way to go. I've been there and done that. And even covering it up with traditional medication, I don't believe that's the way to get through it. And traditional therapies, I don't believe that can always work. It's helpful. But root cause analysis and root cause discovery and root cause healing, this is a whole different 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 way to look at it that's the whole idea behind behind my mind to my mind your mind can cure your mind your mind can cure your body don't give up keep trying someday you will find the root cause and you will be transformed overnight